Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Welcome back to Doing the Most Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. This week, I have a very special guest, Madison J, and we're going to be talking all about being a spiritually oriented entrepreneur and creative and doer. But before I get too deep into that, Madison, could you just introduce yourself to the audience? Hi, guys. So I am Madison J. I am an international spiritual journalist. Uh, and a 10-time award-winning media personality. Uh, so there's three divisions of my brand. There is me, Madison J, speaker, podcaster. Um, it's always weird talking about yourself. Um, I do a lot of spiritual work, and I also do a lot of different work in media. I interview people for a living. If that's, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> nice. And you see how she's saying this, you know, that's like one thing I want to highlight right off the bat people that do interviews for a living still get nervous while they're being interviewed. So a lot of folks, they're like, oh, I need to be perfect. I'm the person that needs to do this thing. So I have to do it perfectly. And I have to just be super confident. You can still be nervous. You know, I'm pretty sure every time Beyonce hits the stage, she's like, I need to take a deep breath. Right. About to go out there. (laughs) So it's like that five minutes before the actual performance or the interview or whatever you're doing, uh, you get extremely nervous. And then something else kind of like, take over you, I want to say. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, it's that I can do it and that GSD gets shit done attitude that definitely takes over. Like, I know I got this, so, you know, like the little um, angel devil cartoons that we used to see where it's like, one is saying, oh, you know, got this, you're not confident. And the other part is like, oh, you got this, you're amazing. So it's like that strength just comes in and it's like, you're, you're scared, but guess what? We gonna do it anyways. <laughs> right, do it scared. Oh, that's a good quote. Put that on the (laughs) t-shirt. Definitely. So I wanted to just jump into this conversation, right? You said you're a spiritual journalist. What does that even mean? Do you write about God? Do you write about crystals? Like, what does that even mean? Can you break that down for the audience? Yeah, so I think this is kind of like a a very interesting lane um, within itself. So Um, Spiritual journalism, I basically, by the grace of God, I travel all over the world and I study uh, culture and religions for a living. And I also interview, you know, your favorite artists or your favorite business professionals about their spiritual gifts. Um, And I, 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 one thing that I've learned to kind of navigate throughout this year is showing people the different avenues there are to spiritual journalism because there's not just one. So I've been dropping, um, well, I've been so I've been dropping a thesis this, this year. I've been doing it for quite some time now, but this year when I dropped my thesis, what I decided to do was drop them in three parts. So the first part that I'm dropping them in is written, and then there's audio, which I usually use as podcast episodes, and then there's visuals. So I'm kind of showing people there's actually different lanes for spiritual journalism. You don't have to necessarily just do one. Uh, you can do more than one. You can do one, and you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Because I know we live in a very, uh, 
we live in a very, very, very visual society now, especially with social media. So I like to show people like you don't like uh, me personally, when I'm not in Madison J mode, I don't like to be seen. So writing it down or even, you know, I started out in radio in a New York market, but, you know, talking about it without having a camera in my face is very easy for me. But, you know, you got to get accustomed to, I guess, the digital age and people want to see the personality now. So that's, uh, that's interesting. And it was always easier for me to do interviews when I was just interviewing people about, you know, uh, their projects they have going on or stuff like that. But now that I'm interviewing people and my career has kind of like shifted more into spirituality publicly, um, it's a little bit more challenging when I'm interviewing people about spirituality because a lot of the work that I've been doing for years, uh, as far as like spiritual services, has always been very private. But to talk about it publicly and to get people to talk about it publicly, uh, it's, a, it's a new adventure and I'm excited for it. Yeah, and how do you make people feel comfortable about talking about it? Because like you said, it's difficult to talk about it publicly. And, you know, a lot of people might just not want to bring it up because there's so many different um, yeah. religions, spiritualities, like there's so much depth and so much variety when it comes right. to spirituality that some people don't even just understand it or just feel, you know, it's even worse than politics. Like I'm not going to bring up politics, but I'm definitely not going to bring up spirituality. So how do you yeah. combat that with individuals when you talk to yeah. them? Yeah. So, um, that's the thing. Cause I, okay. So there's three sides of my brand. There's always been Madison J, the media personality, you know, interviewing. I tell people all the time when it comes to curating a lane to interview in, I could do about just any interview known to man because I'm, I'm trained in that area. Then there's mm -hmm. Madison J that comes along with the blog that comes with the, uh, the podcast, all of that fun media interviewing people. That's that. Then there's the media services side, you know, where I do the digital strategist where I started out with like hot 97 and WBLS. Uh, right now IHOP is one of my clients. Uh, McDonald's is a past client where I, you know, either curate events, uh, press, or I do digital strategy for, uh, these companies. And then there's the other side of my brand where I offer spiritual services very privately. So a lot of the people um, that I'll talk about publicly, uh, I'll interview them, but there's a lot more people that I work with for spiritual services. So I always ask people, are you comfortable with me sharing this? Like if I shared in a tweet or something like that, because I actually get way more engagement in my inbox, of course, because of the work that I do than I do publicly. Um, so I ask them if they're okay with it. And one thing that I do is before I start the interview, I always, especially since I know it's going into the lane of spirituality, I always ask them, is there something you do not want me to talk about? Because if you don't want me to talk about it, I'll make sure we're not discussing it. And most times people, especially since I have these really close relationships, they're like, I'm an open book, Maddie, for you, I'm gonna do it. And I'm like, I ain't too talk to you, but let's do this, you know? Definitely. And it's great that you've been able to build those type of relationships because again, we know modern day people are just like so tiptoe about certain topics. They don't want to yeah. have certain conversations because again, everyone's offended because of everything. Oh, you said this doesn't work or this is bad or this is, everyone is offended by everything. So it's really good everything. that. It's a sensitive ass society now. And you know what the crazy part is? I'm happy you brought this up because lately I've been way more public about my spirituality and spiritual services. And yo, I've been attacked on every social media outlet known to man, whether it's my comments, I'm used to the comments and I, I'm good with people talking about my appearance like that does not phase me. 
the two things why I'm so private, the two things that actually bother me is when people talk about the people I love and then when people talk about uh, my work and not necessarily talk about my work, but because I'm good with feedback. But when you talk about my work and you haven't done, you know, your research, you haven't looked up my stuff, that's when it bothers me. Like if you come to me like uh, two years ago, season two of my podcast, someone actually threw coffee in my face because they did not like what I was talking about um, as far as spiritual content goes. And you know what? I actually look at now today, I actually respect that because when they came to me, they started like saying facts about my show that they didn't like. Today, people just don't like you because you're offering a service publicly or because of a tweet. Like I'll have so much more respect for people when they do that, but that's neither here or there. But yes, we do live in a very uh, a sensitive society. So it's been a little challenging, but I'm, I like challenges. <laughs> yes, I can hear the fight in your voice. Um, Wow, Madison. So, you know, you've had a pretty interesting journey so far. And, you know, we were discussing before this interview, you know, your craziest entrepreneurial adventure and someone throwing coffee (laughs) sounds a little crazy to me. But is there any other adventures you want to share with the audience that was like, wow, I cannot believe that just happened right now? Yeah, probably like every day in life. (laughs) Um, Okay, I want to give one that is going to help people like in a, in a big way I don't like to just share okay I got one I got one okay so I talk about this one on social media but I've never kind of like said it audio style so it's going to be kind of cool so um the first time um I did my uh first international speaking engagement was actually well it was in London well it was supposed to be in London um but it ended up my first engagement ended up being in the Ukraine and then my second ended up being in London and my third ended up being in Paris, right? Wow. And it all happened in the same trip. Yeah, so it was wild. So what happened? So one of my brothers from overseas, shout out to him, um, he gave me he said, Look, Mad, I'm going to let you let me do the voice. I'm going to let you speak at my my anniversary event. Uh, it's a three year anniversary. If you can make it to London, cause they didn't have the funds just yet. So you know how it is when you're building with people. Mm-hmm. If you, you can make it to London, then you can speak. So they had got, they booked London university and they wanted a big speaker. And so they were like, it's in front of 350 people. There was no way that I was going to miss this opportunity. And they booked the venue last second. I remember I literally had a weekend to come up with the funds. So Everything in me was like, no, bro, this is happening. Like, it already happened. I'm just waiting to live it, right? (laughs) So I hustled. When I say I hustled, I hustled. Like, tunnel vision. Like, it took me a while to rebuild that energy for, like, that type of manifestation on that level. So I ended up getting the money together in three and two and a half days. But when I brought the ticket, the cheapest flight that I could get, it made a pit stop in the Ukraine. And it was a 19-hour layover. And then on the way back... I had to leave from Paris, which was fine because my sister, Ashley, she lives in Paris too. And she was just like, and uh, she lives in Paris and in London. So she was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just drive you. Um, I'll, we'll just take the boat over. We'll drive to the end of London and we'll catch the boat over to Paris. And I'm like, all right, cool, bet. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd be wilding. And yeah. so um, <laughs> I got the money together. But after I booked the flight, and you know how expensive last second flights are. So after I booked the flight, there was like a hundred and maybe like $72 in my bank account. And I'm like, oh, I am a wild girl. (laughs) 
hello. So I was like, all right, cool, bet. I was like, okay, I'm going to get a hotel that's pay as you go when you, you pay when you get there. Because I was waiting for one client's payment to process. I'm like, I'm going to be broke for a few days. But <laughs> I'm fucking going. Fuck it. And so um, I went, I, I booked a hotel that was pay when you get there when I was in London. Because this was actually my first time overseas. And I was like, I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Those my brothers, love them, but I don't know. I'm going to get my own hotel room. You feel me? And so um, I put pay as you go as you get when you, uh, for the hotel. So I ended up, uh, I was like, yo, I'm going to be in the Ukraine for 19 hours. What am I going to do? I can't afford to get a hotel. What am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to look at different schools. Maybe someone will let me speak. I don't know. And they have good hummus. I love hummus, by the way. <laughs> it's amazing. So I was like, okay, cool. So I started, and you know, they speak another language over there. So I started, okay, translator started sending out my resume. When, and I was going into Kniv. So I was like, okay, cool. A school, I reached out to maybe like 40 different schools. And so um, no one got back to me. But as soon as I was about to get on a plane to go, one school got back to me and said, hey, we have a translator. We would love for you to come to speak in Kniv. Uh, it was a high school. We would love to hear you come and speak. We love what you're doing in America, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, crap. I just got to speak and get in, dig into Ukraine. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep this to myself. I kept it to myself, got on a plane, went to the Ukraine, got some banging hummus. Mind mm -hmm. you, there's only $172 in my bank account. And there's no promise that this client is going to pay me. But I literally, like, jump off the cliff without the parachute, going to three different countries. I am crazy. Talking about this just lets me know how crazy I am. So I got, I got on a plane and right before I was like, okay, cool. This was like, this was back in 2016. So like Lyft and Uber weren't, weren't definitely popular in the Ukraine then. So I caught a cab, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pay respect to the traditions there because I know I'm wowing. Um, so I put like the head wrap on and I wore really baggy clothes. It wasn't anything like really, uh, you know, exposing myself. In a different country, this girl by herself with $172 in my pocket, right? I go, I catch a cab to the, uh, and I was like, bump it. I'm going to sleep in the airport, but at least I'll have a gig. It could buy me some time. I go to the school. I speak to the kids, translator, so cool. Come back, uh, come back to the airport, you know, make my little area in the airport. And I, because in the morning time, I was getting on a plane to go to London. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, like maybe four o'clock in the morning. So I spoke came back to the airport. By the time I got back to the airport, I connected to the Wi-Fi. They had processed the payment in my account. So Look I was feeling that. a little bit bougie. Hello. So I went and got me like a glass of wine. I'm like, oh, I'm really out here on the face of God. So then I went to London. My brothers ended up like paying for everything. I didn't have to pay for anything while I was in London the first time. Like they really took care of me. Um, then I went to Paris. I ended up booking another gig in Paris. I wanted a, a middle school there. Spoke at a middle school in Paris. Got on a plane came back home. But I did that with $172 in my pocket. And I think it's important to say that because I'm not the type of person who, and I get we all have our journeys, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's journey is different. Um, you know, use your resources. Before I get into this story, it's important for me to say this. Use the resources that God gives you. Like if he gives you parents to fall back on, you are so blessed. Honor them. But I'm the type of person who, since I've, I've been on my own since I was like 17 years old, and so when I say entrepreneurship for me, it, it's like having no one to fall back on. And I just want people to know that regardless of what type of walk of life you come from, you can do it. You are worthy. Like so many people that come from the inner cities, they don't think that they're worthy of exploring the world or entrepreneurship. Like, yeah, you're going to struggle. Yeah, it's difficult. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. 
and God is always going to take care of you. So, you know, that's, that's my little, one of my little crazy Madison testimonies. Cause people know I am so quick to jump on an airplane with no funds and just dip on civilization of America. Cause America get on my nerves sometimes. I'm being honest. <laughs> and I hear and respect that because, you know, I, so not I, you know, I'm not jumping on planes. I got kids. I got to have sitters and stuff. But <laughs> the opportunities, I will jump on random opportunities. You know, I've applied for um, contracts and jobs that I had no experience in until I started doing it because I know, you know, I'm a learner. I'm a doer. I'm going to get this done by any means necessary and just right. let myself, you know, take that chance and say, okay, it's gonna be a journey i have a lot of work to do but i'm up for it and i'm gonna figure it out and i'm gonna get this done so sometimes it's all about saying yes and literally i I, in in the beginning of my book like the first the 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 first page of my book it says like the dedication it's like i'm the type to say yes and then google how to do it after and i think mentality and that attitude you know that's what you did you know going out on a, a leap of faith because it's like should i stay home and not take advantage of the opportunity and the regret not taking advantage of this opportunity or and, and you know and end up sad or should i you know take a chance even if the opportunity doesn't go through then i might right. sad, but then you know at least i have a 50 percent chance of being successful 50 percent percent chance of getting that yes 50 percent chance of right advantage of that opportunity and then you also you have a crazy ass amazing story to share after it like exactly. regardless i like to look like there's no yes there's no no there's only either i'm winning or it just means not now and i'm just taking experience for when it is time so there's like my um one of my brothers anthony who's just on my podcast he actually made a great uh a great quote and my podcast episode is coming out soon it's called i am my brother's keeper but um, he made a great quote and he was like, none of us know what we're doing. We're figuring it out and figuring us out along the way. We're just walking in what feels right. And when you walk in what feels right, especially with integrity, then you really discover your soul underneath the veil of reality. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah I, I can't wait for that podcast. Yeah. Yes. Is this Anthony Fraser? Yes. Purple unicorn. Yes, Anthony Fraser actually did the um, what's it called? The forward for my book. So you know everything full circle. Look at that. We're here talking about. Oh wow, that's crazy. Full circle, like look at that. Yeah, yo, just to put it out there because I already put it out there in my in my podcast episode, but I'm letting the world know. Like Anthony's my brother. We've known each other since about like 2013. I beat Anthony in ping pong. Everybody <laughs> needs to know that. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here. She beat Anthony in ping pong, and don't let anybody yes. tell you different, especially Anthony. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> but yeah, man, you gotta, uh, you gotta take a, a crazy leap of faith, and um, you really just have to trust the signs of the universe and understand that everything is in divine synchronized order. There's no such thing as a coincidence. There's no such thing as like a mistake. You're the winner. You learn. Like if you're walking, you really you 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 have to connect the dots. You can only connect those looking back, not forward. And the thing about us in this lifetime, we all have a divine purpose. We all have spiritual abilities. It's just about how in tuned are you with your calling that you're unlocking that part of you that is here to serve humanity for the better good. And it's not what I've learned, especially about a lot of speakers or a lot of people in media, or well, any field, every, there's a lot of people that's doing things based off of ego, based off of, I want you to subconsciously feel like I am a hierarchy mm-hmm. than you, um, 
And so listen to me, when they're really not talking about anything of substance, they're just saying, look at me, look at me, here's my ego, stroke it for me. When in reality, I don't think, I do believe that we have, we all have a part to play in this mission. Like we are, we're, we all have something more than someone else. As in, if you look at a puzzle, all the corners of the puzzle are their own unique shape, right? That's mm -hmm. their lane. But when you put those puzzle pieces together, it makes a bigger picture. You can't make the bigger picture if one of the puzzle pieces decides to walk off an ego because they have a, a, a different shape than the other puzzle because they're the corner of the puzzle and they think they're better than the center of the puzzle piece. So we exactly. all know all something different. Exactly. Exactly. We all need each other. But what's happening in this culture and this society is people are walking and marinating in ego and they're forgetting that. Like one thing that I always do is I make sure I credit God. And what I'm talking, when I say God, I'm Christian. So that's who I resonate with. But when I say that, I'm talking about the higher source, whoever you see, the universe, Allah, whoever it is, that's who I'm talking to. This is just my language of religion. Because I look at religion like I look at language. If it, because I'm saying hello and you're saying hola, we're, we're saying different things, but they mean the same thing. The, they mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. So this is just, I call it the, uh, and it go, actually my last thesis goes into that a little bit. Um, but it's all about love languages. But anyways, yeah, so it's about walking in our divine purpose and just connecting the dots. And you can only do that when you look back, not forward. Um, that's, an, uh, that's actually called Sankofu. It's a West African proverb. You connect the dots, not, you have to know where you're going in order to know where you come from. But we all play a bigger part. That's why we like certain things. That's why we love certain things. That's why we do certain things. Like a chef, they, they naturally just love making recipes. Where me, I've always just, I was always been naturally nurturing and I've always been very talkative. So once you start to connect those dots, you start to uh, attract the people who are in your soul tribe, which you made the agreement for before you came into this lifetime to serve the better good of humanity. Because we're all here and we all want to leave a mark in some way. Definitely. And, and then, you know, I, and I want to jump back to something that you just mentioned about, you know, coincidence. Um, I recently mm -hmm. uh, published uh, like a little Instagram IGTV video that talks about um, coincidence versus mm -hmm. cause and effect. Because we also live in a mm. society that's right now, everybody's like focusing on coincidences and trying to replicate coincidences instead of focusing on cause and effect. Um, not because yeah. you got lucky that one time, you know, even if something happened three, four times and it's, it had nothing to do with you. The example I gave, you know, you're walking to the doctor's office and you find a dollar on the floor. The second and third time you go to the doctor's office, you also find a dollar on the floor. The fourth time you go, right. you find no dollar. So now you're wondering, did I do something wrong? Did I, am I the problem? Right. I need to retrace my steps. But in reality, you were now thinking of this situation because it happened multiple times as a cause and effect. I go to the doctor, which causes me to find a dollar when, and it, when in reality it's just a coincidence maybe somebody was dropping a dollar on purpose they're running a social experiment right. maybe the atm truck maybe somebody's leaving a dollar out for somebody else but you just so happen to find it first so you don't even know what's happening so you can't bank on those coincidences you have to be able to create your own situation put yourself out there right. and you know if you continue to go to the doctor maybe you'll find another dollar one day but that's not your cause and effect that was just your coincidence that you fell into but you can still use the effects of the coincidence Incidents, right you now have let's say you know the same example you had three dollars you could then buy a sandwich or buy whatever and then you could benefit from those coincidences but you have to realize is that that was a coincidence not a cause and effect and that and though you benefited from 
finding the money at that time, you have to go do and build on your own cause and effect. So that way you can build systems and be able to know, okay, if I'm doing this, I'm going to receive this. If I'm putting myself out there more, I'm going to gain more opportunities. If I'm talking to more people, I'm going to become more connected. If I'm traveling more, that means I could be an international speaker. So you have to be able to track and measure and focus on these cause and effect if, if moments as well as like you know realizing that you are also a piece of cause and effect and because you are right. on the earth, that means you're going to open up opportunities and connect people and do specific things you know the effect of your life the cause of your life is going to affect many people that are out there and acknowledging that is going to help you unlock your purpose at an even higher level so definitely think people need to start thinking about these different aspects a little bit more because a lot of times we just kind of brush past it as oh you know that thing just happened and it's like no that was supposed to happen and right everything happens the way it's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen how it's supposed to happen who it's supposed to happen with even and i love this whole theory on cause and effect that you just gave and i just learned a little bit that i'm actually going to put into my next thesis um because even with those dollars dropping on the floor, like, yeah, they were supposed to happen those three times. But then, and while you're, what I'm saying is there's a UPS truck that's floating in the world, it says world and underwear is world service synchronizing. That's crazy. But, um, but while those are dropping on the floor, it's also meant for it not to happen the next time because you are becoming too reliant on mm -hmm. it to happen. Ooh. So you have to find your own independence within it as well. So mm -hmm. for instance, someone asked me a question on uh, IG Live the other day, and they're like, how do you heal? from a, a bad friendship that went wrong years ago. And I told them like, um, I gave an example of like one of my, cause this, this, this retrograde we're trending right now is like wild, it's nine planets at once. And so um, <laughs> there's another van coming by that says legacy, that's crazy. So um, synchronicity. So uh, I gave them the story about me and one of my, my old best friends. And I felt like she wasn't there for me when my aunt transitioned into the next lifetime. And I was just, and I broke it down to them. I was like, you know, at the end of the day, yes, you are supposed to have people around you that you feel like you can depend on. However, you have to look, you, you aren't supposed to depend on anyone for anything because the reality, the cause and effect of this reality is everyone is going to die one day, which mm -hmm. is the ultimate form of betrayal. There are, you will no longer be in this flesh. So you have to be dependent on yourself. And if you're dependent on someone else for anything, there's some rooting of childhood trauma that isn't healed yet. So you have to look within and deal with that because when you don't deal with that childhood trauma, that also causes a cause and effect. Ooh, we, we, we digging deep today, y'all. Y'all wasn't ready for this. Y'all was expecting to hear just about Well, guess what? We going deeper. We No surface talk. You know this? this, this yes. There's no surface talk we cut and you know and sometimes trauma isn't even from this lifetime if you want to go a little bit deeper sometimes people are actually fearful like when kids when people are afraid to die or they're afraid of water or they're afraid of bungee jumping a lot of that trauma has to do with past life stuff of, of ways that you died and you're afraid of that in this lifetime so regressions is actually a way why I assist people privately to dig into their past lives so that they can heal again Sankofu in order to know where you're going you have to know where you come from so to heal that trauma so they could walk further into their mission in this lifetime to uh seek more abundance definitely and what I what I really like what you just mentioned in regards to you know it's not no it's no longer meant for you right with friends family different situations 
sometimes right. if you keep relying on it, the situation mm-hmm. will push you out in a way that you never expected. So you have to be able to notice the signs and remove yourself Hello. before mm-hmm. you get hurt and before you get pushed out. Because what is no longer meant for you will not, it, it right. will by all means. What is meant for you will find you and what is no longer meant for you will not serve you. Exactly. So you might as well just surrender. You might as well just surrender to the universe. Like literally there's so many situations in my life, whether it be in business or whatever is in, I will literally say, God, I surrender. This belongs to you. And whatever happens from this moment forward is your divine plan for my life and for my calling and my happiness. Because right now where I am, it doesn't make sense. Another thing that I learned too, after you do that surrendering, because when shit don't make sense, when, when in, in, in any, like if, it, if something crazy happens in your business or something like that, you're like, yo, this doesn't make sense. What is going on? Mm-hmm. When it doesn't make sense and you know that you're showing up, you're being present, you're walking in your purpose, that is usually right before the biggest blessing happens. So once you do that surrendering, you actually attract because you're giving it to God, you're giving it to your angels, you're giving it to your ancestors. Now you have you have spiritual because everything is energy let's be real you have spiritual forces on the other side that's actually working with you to help it manifest quicker so you usually you nine not not even 10 times out of 10 you will you will uh you will receive the biggest blessing and it it will connect everything and make it make sense because it's like yo don't none of this make sense this does not make 3d logical sense so Mm -hmm. what is going so then when you surrender you're giving it to god which is giving it to the 5d and then is when the blessing comes once we do the surrendering at a rapid speed. Trust me, I've been in some crazy ass situations. <laughs> and then again, and, and you know, I just want to keep reiterating it. If you don't make that choice while you have it, you don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen when that choice is taken from you. Right. And a lot of times what puts people in um, certain places of depression and anxiety and confusion because, you know, I've been there where I saw the signs. It's like, nah, 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 then boom. And it's like, oh, snap. And then you start fearing, like, was that me? Was I not paying attention? And then, you know, you you said the quote, but, you know, the same thing. Hindsight hindsight is always 20-20. When you're looking back, you're like, oh, snap. I was ignoring that. I was, I, I felt it deep in my core, but I said, oh no, I'm just going to ignore that. But now you realize like, oh, snap, I should right. have done that right there. And you can make this better decisions in the future. And so be mindful. But of you know that. one thing that I've learned? When you're tapped into your divine purpose, there's like no such thing really as even a mistake. Because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like for instance, when it comes to like, let's talk about this is a this is a business podcast, so let's keep it real. Uh, business structured and failures in business for a little bit. Um, so I look back when I was working at these radio stations, right? And for the longest, I always get paid, you know, under the table. But you know, when I would work and I would do so much for these companies, and I would always be like, "Yo, why won't they hire me?" They would like professionally hire me, and um, I would just I was just so devastated. And it got to a point I was there for four years. And so it got to a point, and I can talk about this because Jameer and I, on my next podcast episode, we're really open and honest about uh, our relationships with the radio stations. And so, um, and everybody there is still family, but looking back on it now, even when I decided to leave, it's kind of like, oh, wait, that was supposed to happen just like that. So the key to it is not trying to be perfect um, and thinking that you're not going to make mistakes or you're not going to fail because guess what? You are. And anyone who thinks that business is going to go right all the time, they're they're either a rookie or they're just naive and they're not they're they're a rookie and so it's not about things not going right 
It's about learning from that experience and not making it repetitive. It's about enhancing yourself. And even if you're the one who messes up in business, you take ownership for that, apologize, and you fix it by change behavior, learn from it. And a lot of people, again, it goes back to that ego statement of the puzzle piece. People don't like to admit when they're wrong, but when you have the courage and the ability on the inside to open up and admit like, look, I messed up, I dropped the ball, but here's what I did to fix it. That's when you elevate as a business professional. And then your, and your employees, your team members, your co- colleagues, your partners will respect you more for that. Because if you right. can let go of your ego and say, okay, that was wrong or I messed up and let's do it better. That shows that you're right. willing to learn, you're willing to change and you're willing to grow. And it's people that are yeah. stuck in these, oh, I don't, I don't want to admit that I was wrong because I'm in charge. I'm mm-hmm. the boss. That's not going to teach right. anything. That's going to make your employees say, okay, if I mess up, I'm not going to say that I did it. I'm just going to blame somebody else. I'm just going to, if they ask right. me, There's a difference between a boss and a leader. Like for my website, I have about 64 bloggers by the grace of God globally um, that write for me. And we run basically a a grandfather operation where I have my seven editors and chiefs throughout the divisions of my website who run their divisions. Then, you know, they have writers under them who have writers under them who have writers under them. And so basically, if I drop the ball in something, I'm like, look, I dropped the ball here, but here's what I did to correct it. And now here's what we're doing moving forward. And I don't look at, again, it's not about being the center puzzle piece and thinking that you're better than that corner puzzle piece because that corner puzzle piece is a part of the picture as well. And they're more, they're as important as you, but in their own lane, we all need each other. So I may be good at this one thing, but I'm not all that to the point where I, where I don't honor someone else whose energy has been brought into my life because you learn from everyone you're around and while I'm good at this they're good at something else and better at something else than I am so I can learn a tool that will attribute to my growth spiritually mentally financially and emotionally if I tune in enough to honor who's around me and not think that I have this hierarchy because of 3d accolades and that's another thing um and we talk about that on the podcast too 3d accolades don't impress me never have never will you know, and there's a difference between I am, everyone can tell you, and you know, our little tribe, I am everyone's biggest cheerleader. I am proud of people when they are walking in their purpose and accomplishing things that they set out to do. But there is a difference between being proud of you and being impressed by you. I'm not impressed by earthly accolades. You know, by the grace of God, I've been blessed to work with some of the biggest those accolades in the world. And so what attracts me is the spirit of the person. Once you align your spirit, you attract the right people for you in business. So I just want to make sure I emphasize on how important that that is for business too. And that is why, you know, these people gravitate towards me because one, they know I don't care. Two, I know how to put the phone down. My <laughs> phone, I rarely post anything that I do online. And people be like, Madison, you really, you got to, and I'm learning how to like kind of navigate it from a digital marketing standpoint and really put more stuff out there. But again, I'm also very protective of my work and the people I love. So it's like, eh, okay, I'll do it. Trying to learn how to do it a little bit more. But um, put the phone down, stop being impressed, start being proud of people, and um, Tupac from Cuba, I don't know. Definitely, I love that. I love that wrap-up because, I, and I really like that mentality of being proud of people instead of being impressed. And I think when you do yeah. that, when you're proud, it, it makes it not feel like such a competition, right? Everyone sees on social yeah. media, that person has a Lambo, I need a Lambo. That person right. has 5,000 followers, I need 5,000, I need 10,000 followers. I got to do better. I got, but you know, right. celebrate their wins because that's, to that's be honest, for them. To be honest, most of that shit is fake. 
Like, let's see, there's people that buy their, their, their followers and their, their, even their engagement. I'm really not impressed by that type of stuff. Like, what are you putting out that's of currency? What is your, bigger than that, bigger than who you're sitting at the table? Like, I don't want to sit at the table with anybody who has a rotten soul. The thing about me, I don't know why God has put this blinder on me, but I'm, it's a gift and a curse because I'm very grateful of it. I don't see earthly accolades. I just, I just go. I just, I really, when I see a spirit, that's what I fall in love with. I always fall in love in the 5D purse, uh, excuse me, first um, with a person's soul. And so after that, I'll start to get to know what they do in the 3D. I'm not impressed by who you're sitting with. And then you just like proud, not impressed. Take strip away. I'm on the other side of media. Maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but there's so many people that buy their features. Mm. that buy their features and buy their slots instead of really grinding and working hard for it. There's been so many times where the shit has been presented to me, but there's something in me that's like, no, I'm going to get this when it's time for it. And it's going to blessings hit different when you earn them. Yes. Blessings they hit, hit way different, different when you earn them. That like, let's say t-shirt. <laughs> oh, wait, that's actually a really good business idea. Ah, that one. <laughs> Um, but see, this is, this is what I'm talking about, how you bounce off of each other when the energy is right. Look, you just gave me a whole, I mean, we've learned so much from each other in just the conversation by knowing that we both have a piece of that puzzle. We're not impressed. We know that we're humans. We know a lot of the same people. So it's just kind of like, okay, I know you're a good person. I can feel your energy. You can feel energy in pictures. You kind of know when somebody is just in something because of who they know versus what they know and what their spirit does. So you just bounce energy off of people and you'll attract the right people. Don't be a rotten soul. Because I see that a lot in media. There's a lot of media personalities who, who uh, there's a, you know what, there's a lot. It's never really the A-listers that I interview, but I would say more so like the C-listers, right? The C-listers have the bougiest attitudes and you don't want to throw earthly accolades at them, but you'd be sitting there like, are you serious? <laughs> Is this who you are? There's some people I wish I would have never met, but even with that, I'm grateful for them because I learned who I don't want to be as my career progresses. And that's also important. Boom. What you, you, that's, that's it right there. Learning what you don't want is, is, is just as important as understanding and learning what you do want. Because there's a lot Hello. of people there that are negative, um, you know, will make you minimal, will make you stupid, will make you damage your body, damage your mind, damage your spirit. And you got to know what you don't want just as much as you know what you do want. Yeah, that's also a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, and speaking of, just to wrap it up, if we're going to wrap it up, I want to wrap it up with diet because you just said something very important about food. Um, eating right. You have to, everyone's not meant to be vegan, but everyone is meant to be healthy. There are things that will align you to attract the right people. If you're putting garbage, you have to look at your body as a vehicle and you're like, and people listen to stuff like, okay, Madison, what does this have to do with business, right? But spirituality is literally everything. Mm -hmm. So if you are putting a car, right, you get to a job, to and from a job in a car, right? Let's, let's go with that. If you put bad gas into a car, eventually what's going to happen? It's going to crash and break down and be damaged and make mm -hmm. a lot more accidents and need a lot more taken care of than it's supposed Hello? to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If you put good gas into a car, what's going to happen? Going vroom, vroom, until it has 400,000 miles, and then you're still driving it. <laughs> so that's my point exactly. Now, with our bodies, we 
with our bo- with our bodies, we feel like we're in something looking out, right? Mm-hmm. That's because our bodies are the temples of our spirit. This is the vehicle of our spirit. The food that you are consuming, your diet, and this goes to visual media too, and the people that and the energy that you're around, but I'm gonna stick to food because I could be gonna be on here this phone call for another hour if I keep going. So just stick in the food, Madison. The food <laughs> that you put into your body is the gas that you're putting into the engine of your car. There are foods that'll heal your chakras, which is the divine trinity of alignment, your mind, body, and spirit. And then there are foods that will hinder you. So I look at it like this. You are either hurting, you're killing yourself or you're healing yourself when you put food into your mouth. This is the gas tank. If you put, if you keep putting bad gas into that car, you know, every once in a while you put some bad gas into it, like, I bruh, you know, but you don't do that every day. You most often, you want to keep that good gas in the body. You know, you want to drink your water. You want to make sure you're hydrated because that plays a huge role into who you're attracting, whether it be in your personal life or in your business life. Definitely. And we're going to, if I had, you know, the, the power one of 5.1 buttons, drop some major, um, DJ clue bombs. <laughs> boom, boom. Cause that, that was definitely. Well, we got to drop flex bombs because that's my yeah. mentor. So let's drop the bombs for flex. <laughs> All right. So, um, definitely. Thank you so much. We've dropped many gems on this episode. We've talked about spirituality. We talked about business. We talked about, uh, working with the right people. Is there any mm-hmm. last, 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 last notes you want to drop, you know, maybe a sentence that could resonate right. with the audience, um, that could bring them through the rest of 2016. I mean, whoa, I went back in time. I will, rest of 2019. Look, that's retrograde. <laughs> um, I'll keep it with one sentence. And if you are worthy, regardless of whatever, you are worthy. Thank you. There we go. I heard it here mm-hmm. from Madison J. Again, guys, this is Doing the Most, The Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Madison. And guys, we will catch you next week for another episode. If you love this episode, definitely leave us a review. Let us know what you think with some comments. Um, reach out to us on social media. Um, you can find me at, at GSD with Georgie. And you can find Madison. I think it's at Madison J. Is that correct? Yes, J-A-Y-E underscore. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here with us and let us know what you think of this episode and let's continue these conversations. This is doing the most adventures of entrepreneurship. We'll see you next time. Check it out. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of doing the most catch us here next week. Same time, same place. If you can't wait, head on over to doing the most.xyz to stay connected. Until next time, keep on doing.